folks welcome back to let's be honest i thank you guys so much y'all always know i gotta thank y'all in from the beginning because y'all be having my back y'all be coming back and continuing to listen to me but i have a surprise okay i have a brief surprise um slightly if you don't follow me on social media um you definitely need to follow me okay my podcast name is let's be honest podcast type that in the search engine and you will see all things that i'm getting ready to do but if you don't little nugget little nugget for you guys i am (laughs) i'm gonna bring my face to youtube ah I'm going to bring my face to YouTube. I had a conversation with this young lady from Georgia. She was awesome. And she was like, you should bring your face to YouTube. Initially, in my head, when I first started doing my podcast and I first started developing this entire thing, I was like, you know what? I just want people to hear my voice. You know what I mean? But um, in order for me to be able to push myself a little bit out there and, you know, put my face to a name, it would, it would definitely make sense for me to do that. So, if you are a big YouTube person and you like YouTube and you want to see all of those songs that I be singing and all those antics that I do in my podcast, you can physically see what my face looks like while I'm doing it. Because <laughs> it's real. Like, y'all listening to me, but if you see my face, you will be dying in laughter. Because I be like dead serious. Like, no, dead serious. So, yes, definitely coming soon. I appreciate all the love and the feedback and um, everything that you guys are bringing to my podcast, the, um, you know, the push behind it, the um, opinions of what I should do next. I really, I super appreciate you guys and I appreciate you guys for going on this journey with me. Thank you super, 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 super so much. Okay. We are going to get into a topic that is really, really close to my heart. And I'm overly excited to speak about it only because I have physically been through it. I think everything that I've spoken to up until this point um, of my podcast, I've physically been through. But this part really for sure is super, super touched home. Um, Remember I was saying about balancing. um, The crazy part was I bit off much more than I can chew. And in the midst of me doing that, um, (laughs) I was I had a lot going on. So, um that brings me to my topic of mental health and i'm so excited you guys tune in listen to the entire thing pass it to your people like subscribe send it to your folks whatever you need to do if you need the link you can't find me hit me up let's bring on this podcast dm me i'm open to everything hit me up let's go ahead let's jump into it Y'all should see me over here drinking this tea, okay? It's early morning, okay? And welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back, you guys. Um, Mental health, all right, is super huge. And I really wanted to touch on this topic because I'm proud of myself from, from where I was about two years ago. And I know I referenced two years ago a lot in my podcast, you guys. This episode is where I talk about it, okay? This is where I get down to the nitty-gritty about Britney and a few things. So if you guys really don't know me, you know, I'm just going to kind of go over my experience and tell you what I had basically been dealing with and tell you what I had an experience with. And I think that I can relate. I know I can relate to a lot of people. Um, you know, again, over time, we always grow, right? We always 
um, or we, we, we desire to grow. And if you are committed to yourself and committed to being a better person, um, sometimes growing can be a little scary as much as I push, you know, growing and, and, and hustling and getting out there and doing things. It could be scary. It's, it's a big fear. It used to be one of the biggest fear of mine, getting out my comfort zone, getting out that place of, I'm going to sit right here until everything come together the way I want it to. No, no sitting. All right. So um, jump straight into it, you guys. I definitely about two years ago, um, I was going through a lot. I was, you know, mentally I was not OK um, on top of my own issues that I was, you know, basically dealing with within my life, um, you know, relationships and um, friendships and, you know, my work environment and being a mother and, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I had a lot going on and my workload at work was like absolutely insane. My relationships with individuals were, uh, slightly dwindling because I was, I was changing. I had a drastic, like a big ass 360. I was changing and I was trying my best to hold on to shit that I wasn't supposed to hold on to. So that was kind of slightly hindering me. And, um, one day it was like a normal morning. I wake up, I go to work, I'm fine. And, um, I'm working like crazy. It's the end of the month. So I'm trying to get in shit and I'm drinking a Red Bull. Um, prior to me and just this, this story, I had been, everybody knows that I'm, I think if you know me, I'm a sleeper. Again, like I said last episode, I have to get about eight hours of sleep in order for me to be coherent the next day. Seven, maybe at the lowest. Anything under that, I'm not the friendliest pet. <laughs> pet. So, um, I hadn't been sleeping. I hadn't been sleeping like I, I normally wanted to. It was like I was waking up every hour on the hour looking at the clock as if, remember when we were younger and whatever grade you were getting ready to start you had your clothes laid out and you were excited and it was like the day before school you could you was like ah, I'm gonna go to school I'm gonna be fresh on boys I could not sleep like that but instead of it being one day I think for about six months straight I was up every hour on the hour and I didn't realize what was going on with myself. I just was in this state of, okay, I must be stressing about some shit and I'm just trying to go with it. Back to being at work, I'm drinking a Red Bull because again, I'm rest just like, ugh, just exhausted. My body's tired. My functions are tired in my body. And drinking this Red Bull and I just remember sitting there and I had a couple other people sitting next to me at their computer and I remember physically turning around and I remember saying to everybody you guys if I pass out <laughs> I remember saying this if I pass out somebody call 911 and I didn't understand what I was really saying at that moment I just felt that my body was weird and mind you I had been drinking a Red Bull before I used to drink monsters religiously like it was like crazy like and you know a lot of people say oh stay away from that I was drinking, I was drinking energy drinks religiously and everybody was like, Brittany, what are you talking about? You know, everybody was confused. I was like, y'all, I just feel weird. Um, and so, you know, one of my coworkers was like, well, Brittany just, you know, kind of walk around. I remember getting up from my desk, literally walking around the building, taking laps. I called my mom and the midst of me calling my mom, my heart rate is out of this world. Do you hear me? My heart rate is out of this world. 
I am literally on, it felt like I was on the edge of a building and getting ready to fall off. And the feeling was not a normal feeling. 27 years I had been on this earth. I had never felt that feeling before. I had never felt so overwhelmed. So, so feeling as if everything was out of my control. Long story short, I calmed down, kind of relaxed a little bit, went out to lunch, went out to lunch and felt that same whoosh of emotions, that same palpitations in my heart, tightness in the chest, unable to breathe. I ended up being basically rushed to the hospital. It's a scary feeling, especially when you're young, you're a black woman, you don't know what's going on with you. My first thought is take me to the hospital because I need to figure out what's going on. I go to the hospital, of course. <laughs> They're like, well, what, have you, what did you drink? What did you eat? And I'm like, well, I had a Red Bull and I, you know, I, this is what was going on with me. And so they're like, oh, well, <laughs> it's probably the Red Bull. And I'm like, Mm-mm, no, no, I've been drinking Monsters. I've been drinking Red Bulls. I, I, I think that I'm okay. And, you know, they did blood work. They did whatever, you know, the normal thing. If you've ever been to the emergency room, the normal bullshit. <laughs> and they were like, oh, you're fine. And by that time, my mom comes and she's at the hospital and they send me home. They send me home for me to psych myself, self the fuck out. Okay. Psych myself. It was, I remember sitting in my bed, not being able to close my eyes, feeling as though if I opened my eyes that I would not wake back up. I would not wake back up to life. I would not wake back up to, to a breath. I would not wake back up to see my child. And I can, I can honestly tell you that it was the most frightening feeling that I ever had in my life. Wrap up a long story short, um, the hospital ended up recommending me to go see this doctor, like kind of like a heart doctor or whatever. Everything was perfectly fine. Everything came back normal. Um, from the test that they so-called ran on me. Right. And, um, everything was normal. And I remember going back and my mom was my support system and, and this was a male doctor and, and I'll kind of get into it a little bit later, but ran into this male doctor and I'm talking to him and we're com- conversing and he's like, yeah, you know, you're a little bit overweight. Hey, hey, hey now, sir, you don't know me. Okay. Be mindful. You guys, I am five, seven and I am stacked. Definitely not overweight, but that's a different story for a different day. (laughs) So I just remember sitting there and my mom was sitting to the left of me and he's the the doctor sitting in front of me. And he's like, how are you doing? Are you, you know, emotionally okay? How is your financial situation? How is this and how is that? And where has your mind been? And within a scope of five minutes, this man was like, well, you know, I'm going to diagnose you with depression and anxiety. And I said, excuse me. (laughs) You say what? (laughs) You want me to do what, sir? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to diagnose you with um, depression and anxiety. And, um, you know, it seems like you're just going through a lot right now. Again, everything is coming back normal. Everything is coming back fine. You know, I just think maybe you need to seek out a therapist and that shit pissed me off to the T because I was like what you mean what you talking about sir I live a happy life I'm okay you know that rat race that fucking rat race I was talking about in episode four that rat race that I was living in my mind I'm straight I don't know what the hell you talking about sir and you obviously got the wrong person okay and I remember like nope I, I remember leaving and I remember um and you know again not physically being comfortable with myself, not knowing that I can, I can heal myself. 
um, he ended up providing me with um, antibiotics, antidepressants. I will say that antidepressants. And I remember leaving that doctor's office as if my entire body was just it had (laughs) my soul had stepped out of my body. Okay, and I'm talking to my mom and I'm crying and I'm like, what is he talking about? Like what? What? Like. And I just remember the next couple of days after that, I was just in this whirlwind of I didn't want to be alone. Um, I could barely go to sleep. And I'm sitting here, uh, a black woman, as strong as I am, as happy as I always show to the world, as much as I am who I am. How could they diagnose me with depression and anxiety? How could they be? I have a child to raise. Everything zooming literally through my brain. And... I had never felt so low in my life and I and I had while I was feeling so low within myself, I still had my people, my people know who they are. I still <laughs> I appreciate y'all. I still had my people in my corner. My people that that never gave up, that never walked out on me. I still had those people in my life. And I say all that to go into the topic of mental health and I opened up about that because a lot of people don't know that about me. And I, if, if you genuinely know me outside of my podcast, I am a genuinely happy fucking person. Like, I want everybody to be happy around me. If you're going through some bullshit, shake that shit off. Let's keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Like, I really want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to be happy about life. I want everybody to be happy about their breath that they're taking because everybody doesn't get that. And... Mental health really touched me in a way of I was probably maybe on antidepressants for like six months. I ended up finding a new doctor because I felt like that doctor was not the best doctor. And we'll for sure talk about that. And I was on antidepressants for about six months, y'all. And I was physically getting up every morning, taking them, thinking, thinking that they were making me feel better and in all reality it was like putting a fucking band-aid on top of my feelings not knowing and understanding that you have the power to heal yourself we google and research everything else but when it comes to our own self and figuring out and granted health wise google's not the best place to go because they'll be like you got cancer and then you be dying right (laughs) so um We Google everything else, but when it comes to researching you and knowing you and knowing your body and knowing what, you know, what your body deserves, sometimes it's hard for us to do that. So I took it upon myself while those six months, you know, again, I had my motivation team, like literally my cheerleader screaming for me in the back. And um, long story short, I ended up winging myself off of the pills. I can tell you in the midst of me winging myself off the pills, I had major headaches. I had major signs of just like, fatigue. I had, I was dealing with, literally I was dealing with so much and it would be times where I would lay in my bed and I would have to just like prepare my body for it, for a panic attack. And my panic attacks were so overwhelming in the midst of, from me going between starting my antidepressants to me winging myself off of my antidepressants. I had feared myself into thinking that the stigmatism of being diagnosed with depression or having anxiety or feeling overwhelmed is a, in quotation, crazy mark. Okay. I have felt as though I was never going to come back. And when I tell you my panic attacks were out outlandish, 
I would literally be laying in the bed in the middle of the night and I would start sweating. My heart would start palpitating. It was as though I could not breathe. It was as though my world was getting ready to end. And granted, that may have lasted for maybe 45 seconds to a minute. But in my mind, that shit was going on forever. Okay. If you have ever physically dealt with a panic attack, it feels like forever. (laughs) It feels like forever. So I courageously got myself off those antidepressants and where I am now, I started meditating and I started being one with myself and loving myself and choosing to say no, no to things that no longer serve me, choosing to say, Mm, I will come back to this. This will be here tomorrow. Choosing to love myself like no other. And y- y'all know I, I encourage you to talk about that on every episode about being able to love yourself. This shit is real. Because as we continue on to go in this rat race, because the world will never stop. Okay. The world will never stop. We, so our souls can leave our body today and the world will continue to keep going on. Okay. So I encourage you as always to... Figure it out. That's when I tell y'all to take a breath, I be saying for real, take a breath because I I have to do it on a day to day basis because of everything that I've been through. And I. I took it upon myself to. Again, y'all know research, finding shit out for myself, because if you feel like things are just going to come to you, absolutely not. You have to go in and do the work yourself and. I listen to my girls and I I backtrack on, you know, men that I've dated or friendships that I've had with individuals. And we all have a backstory, right? We all have that portion of, damn, this is what happened to me and this is why I am the way that I am, right? And I wanted to look up mental health in the black community. And I say that because a lot of the times and right now, currently in my life, a lot of my homies, a lot of my girlfriends that I talk to on a day-to-day basis... When I told them like, yo, I started seeking out therapy and I started unpacking my life and I realized that a lot of my mental health came from childhood traumas and nothing major because I I had a decent childhood life. You know what I mean? Of course, single parent, black parent raising me, me and my brother doing whatever she had to do. Right. But I had a normal life, but it was certain things that were out of the ordinary. Okay. Of course. Yeah. I was, I was grown when I had my, my daughter, I was 21. I was still an adult, but yes. Could I have lived life a little bit more? Absolutely. I don't regret it. Not a day now, but you know, things happen to us and we just pack them inside of us. We just pack them. We just keep going. Okay. That shit happened. We just keeping it pushing, keeping it pushing. Right. And I started saying to my girls, like, have you thought about seeing a therapist? Have you thought about and reluctantly they decided to get out of get out of their shit. And I got two homies right now. Shout out to my two people. I ain't gonna say their name, but my two homies, they decided to get out of themselves and go seek therapy. And it makes me happy. I call them like, girl, what you doing? Girl, leave my therapy session. Yes, girl, on a Friday. Okay, like, yes, girl, you go seek that therapy. You go unpack your life, sis. You go be happy, right? So I started to do my research and um, it, it really hurt my soul to see, but I can believe it. I can believe the numbers. I can believe the statistics behind it. That literally out of 13.2 
African-Americans or black Americans, whatever you want to call it, out of us being in the U.S., 16% of us literally has been diagnosed, okay, diagnosed with um, depression and some type of mental illness, okay? 16%. I'm going to run them numbers back. Out of 13.2, 16%. That shit don't even, it don't even sound right, right? Okay, bet. So, out of the U.S. population, I will necessarily say, okay? Um, so, I found that I found that number to be very interesting. And the word that stood out to me was diagnosed, okay? Well, how many of us often go to the doctor, okay? We're, if you're listening to me, depending on what age range you're in, y'all, we, we too old not to go to the doctor. However... When we go to the doctor, you want to do your research and make sure you have a very good doctor, okay? I have this video saved on my Facebook, and it was from a few years ago. And this this doctor, she was not black nor African-American. Um, she, I, I can't remember what nationality she was, but it was like a two-minute video. And she was basically explaining that Black women, when they go to the doctor, when they go to the emergency room, they don't get treated like everybody else. That's no surprise to me. <laughs> but when when we as women or black women, we go in and we say, hey, this is hurting, this is hurting, and this is how I feel, and this is how I feel. Instead of them digging a little bit deeper to figure out what's wrong with us, they just go off of their brain of in doctor school or whatever, whatever they, whatever they did. <laughs> and they just say, oh, this is what's wrong with you. And the percentage on women that just take what that doctor says and goes on and goes in life and just, you know, oh, well, let me prescribe you this. I can tell you after doing my research and leaving that first male doctor and going to my new doctor, she knows don't come to me with the shit. Don't sit here and prescribe me pills because pills, you guys don't do anything. It just scratches the surface of how you're feeling. Okay, you have to want it within yourself, whether that's eating correctly, whether that's consuming the right things, whether that's having the correct group of people around you, you have to do it for yourself. Yes, these doctors are here to necessarily help. But a lot of the times I have never seen so many antidepressant commercials in my motherfucking life. I don't know. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand, but I have never seen so many antidepressant commercials in my life. I have never seen cancer be so goddamn outrageous in my life. And I'm just like, what is going You are your cure. Understand that. You are your cure. Brothers, kings, don't be afraid to show emotion at all. Okay? I know the stigmatism was, you know... You got to be a manly man. Don't cry. Suck the shit up. Let's keep it pushing. Don't be afraid to show emotion. If you feel that way, you feel that way. Allow, 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 allow those emotions to surface. Allow that shit to sit on your heart. If you're not cool with it, you're not cool with it. If you want to go sit in the room and do it by yourself, absolutely. You see what I mean? Like it is okay to feel those emotions, suppressing your emotions and just moving on with life does not help our mental state, does not help us. Those black men that are in prison, probably for petty stuff, maybe major stuff. Now, if you did major shit, you probably deserve to be in there. But on any case or scenario, if it's something minor and these black men get out, they not they not ready 
they not ready. They've been stuck in this imprisonment. Mental wise, y'all, y'all don't feel me. Y'all don't feel me. Y'all don't feel where I'm going. Okay. Y'all, y'all don't understand when I tell you it starts with your brain. It starts with your brain. What you think will manifest. I say that. How many? What, what episode we in, y'all? Five? Episode five. And I'm still saying the same thing. What your thought is, is what will be your life. Okay. When I tell y'all, I am, I don't want to jinx myself. I ain't jinxing myself. Let me say that. I am maybe mm, three months with no panic attacks. Because when I get up in the morning, I own my shit. When I get up in the morning, I own my brain. When I get up in the morning, I own my heart. What's for me will be for me. What what I accept is what will I accept. If I'm saying no to something, I am saying no to something. When I tell y'all, when I started to change the way that I was thinking, the way that I was moving, the way that I loves people, when I tell you what panic attacks, when I tell you question mark who, where, what, like I, I don't experience those. And it's times that again, like I said earlier in the beginning, sometimes I bite off more than I can chew, but then I have to realize that I have to back away from the table. So So mental illness is way deeper than what we think and especially as a black community you know our parents thought that whooping us was cool okay yeah sure maybe (laughs) right but where did whooping us come from that's what they did in slavery times and if we going back to yeah (laughs) y'all don't feel me though y'all don't feel me though when i tell y'all my kid is eight years old and i've never had to physically whoop her Okay, sitting down and just having conversations with your kid can do so much. That generation of generation shit stops with Brittany. Okay, that generation, if you have kids, it needs to stop with you. We will not be taking this upon our our kids. We will not be putting the same things. And, you know, I, I love my mother to death and she raised my brother. Salute to my mama. Okay, she raised me and my brother, the best way she knew how being that, you know, she, she lost her mother at an early age. So she did what she could do. And, you know, I do remember after everything kind of just chilled and relaxed and, um, everything was kind of getting back to normal. She advised to me like, Hey, look, like those feelings that you were feeling, I remember at one point I was feeling that way. And, I just, you know, I just prayed about it and I just kept it moving and I just had to keep going. I had children to raise. I had things to do. And that touched my entire soul to say like, damn, like my mom felt this way because I know how it feels. So when I tell you, I wish that on nobody, but I I say all of this to say is get out of your fear, get out of your head and go back to go back to what you know. Be yourself. You don't have to please anybody. You don't have to make yourself seem bigger than anybody. Okay. You don't have to try to fit in as they would say, be yourself, love yourself, open up to yourself. If you're afraid, you know, if you, if you have something that you are currently like, oh, I don't think I can do this. Oh, I don't think do it. Get out of your comfort zone. I also say as well, and again, I'm big and I'm going to backtrack on this as much as we Google If you have a lot going on, you guys, there are people out there that's willing to help. You want a black therapist? I'm sure you can go find a black therapist, okay? Because mental illness is real and it's very scary, but it's not very scary, okay? It's scary if we don't do anything about it. 
It's not scary if you start to do things about it and, 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 and make sure that that generation curse doesn't continue. Okay. I tell my story because I'm appreciative of my life. I tell my story and I opened up to you guys completely because I remember being that person who did not want to talk about it. I remember feeling like I can't tell anybody that Britney is on an antidepressant. I remember, I remember that feeling. So I encourage everybody, whether it's something small or minor, it's okay to go talk to your friends. But I I, I think that we as a community, we have to get out this stigmatism of, I don't want to seem like I'm crazy because you're not crazy. We are unique. Okay. We are we are gods and goddesses, okay? We are who we are meant to be, but it's up to you to be you and it's up to you to get out of your own way. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you guys for taking the time out to understand where I am. Again, I encourage everybody to start unpacking your life. Even if it's not directly going to seek a therapist, unpack your life, write down things that you're afraid to talk about. You know what I mean? Um, Go do something out of the ordinary that you normally don't do. Go make yourself happy. Go do something that you want to do. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we will be back. Okay. Episode six. I know this was a lot of unpacking, but next week, baby, we're going to do some more unpacking. We're definitely going to get to the root cause of everything. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And let's be honest. See you guys soon.